I haven't done a video like this before. So really interesting. We will see how it goes. So I wanted to talk today about modesty and dressing your body modestly. And let me give you some context um, as to why this is a topic for me. So I recently shared on Instagram about a dress code violation that um, happened with my daughter at school. And this video is not about that at all, um, about that incident, but just because that had happened, kind of, you know, this idea of dress code and what we're wearing being inappropriate or appropriate was really top of mind for my family and I. So the day after that happened at school, we attended a local fair. So carnival, um, food, tons of people, rides, um, live music, etc. So again, lots of people there. And something just really jumped out at us while we were there. And it was that the amount of clothing that most girls were wearing was so minimal. And when I say girls, I mean ages like 12 to 16. So kids, children, like shockingly little clothing being worn. It's like boobs, butts, and stomachs were like everywhere all at once. And, you know, we're not at the beach. So it was just, it was very, um, again, very noticeable. Um, really, again, it just, it just really stood out to us. We don't live in a cave or anything. I mean, we go out in public regularly. So, but, but I noticed it, you know, our friends noticed it, you know, my kids noticed it. So, um, and I know some of you are already mad at me. Like I haven't really even started the topic yet and you are already have, you know, you're, you're already angry. You're already mad at me and thinking that I can't talk about this topic. Like this is not something that we are allowed to talk about because it's going to shame girls and make them feel bad about themselves. And I am, let me just tell you this right from the beginning. I am not here to make anyone feel bad about their bodies at all. In fact, I'm here to say that your body has a, a lot of value and that you should have um, and that you should find value in it and you should respect it. And again, my intention here is not to shame at all, not, not even a little bit. So again, I know that doesn't help some of you who are probably again, already angry and already mad at what I said, but you know, hopefully you'll hang with me for a little bit, but as we're walking around this fair, you know, one of the things that I was thinking is like, who's teaching these girls how to dress? <laughs> like, you know, what happens just a little bit of balance. Um, you know, you want to show a little leg, like maybe you wear a top with more coverage, or maybe you want to, you know, show a little more chest, like you wear, you know, bottoms with more coverage again, just so that it's, you're, not, you're not showing like everything everywhere all at once. Um, this was all like just very skin tight, tiny pieces of fabric. I mean, that were more underwear than clothing. I mean, I was embarrassed and uncomfortable, like for these girls, these, these little girls, not grown women, but again, children. And, you know, like my husband was uncomfortable, like, you know, and embarrassed for them. And, you know, it's just, it, it's like, we, we cannot help, but see things and see people. Like we all have eyeballs. And I know that the, the general reaction to this would be like, well, you, you need to turn your eyes away. Like you just don't look at them. Don't look at them if you don't like it. Well, I, I would love not to look at them, but they're in my face. I mean, I, I can't walk around the carnival with my eyes closed or with my, you know, eyes to the ground. Like I, I can't turn away. I can only turn away after I've already seen. 
So I would love to protect my eyeballs and I would love to protect these children from, you know, other people's eyeballs, but that's really hard. <laughs> so, um, you know, here we had been working with our girls, you know, the day before just, just talking about modesty, teaching them to dress, dress modestly and, and, you know, really support the school dress code. And, you know, all they were seeing in this public space was like these scantily clad girls like everywhere. So this really just got me thinking a little more deeply about this topic. And, you know, I would not consider myself necessarily a wardrobe um, prude. I appreciate fashion. I appreciate trends. I appreciate, you know, wanting to feel good in your clothes and for your clothes to make a statement about you. And I can also understand the value in some modesty. And I, I want to say something before we keep going. I think we can all, and, and I just said it a little bit, but I want to go back and reiterate it. Like, I think we can all maybe agree on that our clothing does say something about us. Um, it has to. What, what, how we present ourselves to the world does say something about us. And otherwise there wouldn't be like a huge fashion industry, right? I mean, clothing, and again, it says something about us and, and how we value ourselves and how we present ourselves to the world. So it could say that, hey, I don't care what you think, or I do care what you think, or, um, you know, but again, it does say something about us. Otherwise, we wouldn't wear suits to an interview. So clothing does matter. Um, I am, I just want to give some clarification on like, you know, my perspective and like where I'm coming from as I approach this topic. So three different, three different things I want to touch on just really quick. Um, one, I am a woman and I have been a preteen, teen and college aged girl. I mean, I am 41. So I grew up in the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera era. So I completely understand, you know, this kind of over-sexualized, you know, pop culture. And I understand kind of the social pressure and desire to dress a certain way in a certain manner um, because it's popular and it's desirable. Even, again, even if that um, manner is kind of way over-sexualized. Um, secondly, I have two daughters and I am navigating all of this with them now um, from the struggle to find cute yet appropriate clothes that make them, you know, feel good about themselves and, you know, to teaching them that, that you know, their clothes and, um, you know, their bodies and their outward appearance isn't everything about them, isn't the most important thing about them. Um, and to just love and accept themselves and that they are beautifully knitted together. Um, lastly, I, if you don't know me or maybe you don't follow me on other social media accounts, I am a Christian. So that is my worldview. So I am approaching this topic from a Christian worldview, but I do not believe that you have to be a Christian to understand the, um, value of modesty in our world. So, um, how girls, women, females, whatever you want to say, like how they dress their bodies and how much skin they show is a really difficult topic to address. Like, again, some of you are already mad that I have brought it up at all. So let's talk about why it's hard to talk about it. And each of these reasons why it's hard to talk about could totally be like their own episode, their own blog post, their own, you know, podcast, whatever. But um, I just want to touch on each one of them. So really quickly, let's go through the, the three and then we'll kind of dive in just a little bit deeper. So first of all, anytime you say anything critical about what a girl is wearing or how she presents herself to the world, you are automatically accused of body shaming, like automatically. And it's not allowed in our postmodern culture, our feministic world to have this 
an honest and real conversation about this without being shut down and, and being yelled at that you are body shaming or that you're shaming them in some way, shape or form. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, secondly, I think there's a lot of baggage, you know, just kind of with purity culture and people seem to be maybe kind of overcorrecting that or even rebelling against some of the flaws in that teaching. And lastly, I'm, and there's just a lot of double standards that I think we should talk about between the expectations of girls and boys when it comes to modesty. Um, first and foremost, so is it body shaming to talk about and teach girls modesty? Obviously, my answer is no. I, I don't think um, that it is body shaming. Um, I would argue that it is the exact opposite of body shaming because my opinion would be is that, um, you know, if we're talking about my daughters, uh, just to use them as an example, I, I believe that their bodies are so precious and so sacred that they shouldn't be on display for the world to see. The critique you know, if, if they're wearing something that's inappropriate, the critique is not against the size or the shape or the color of their body. It's not that at all. I'm not asking them to go put on a new, um, you know, a, a new body. I'm not asking them to uh, change their size or their shape or their color. Um, the critique is on the amount of flesh that is visible and the appropriateness of that exposure in light of the surrounding environment that they're in. Okay. It, it, again, I just want to say that again, the critique is not against the size, shape, or color of anyone's body. I'm not asking anyone to change that about themselves. So, but again, that is the argument is that if you talk about the clothes that somebody's wearing, you're automatically making commentary um, on their body and saying something bad about it. And I think that is the first lie that we need to undo for these girls. If I say, you know, if the, if there is a, a thought or an opinion or a teaching on the clothing that does not automatically say anything negatory or bad about their actual body. Again, I would say that, um, that the opposite, the body is precious and should be protected. So you know what makes something precious and valuable is scarcity and limited access. So if you think about you know, precious stones or metals, they're valuable because they are rare and they have limited access. If you say, you know, if you, if, if I was to say like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to walk through the public square with hundreds of people, or, you know what, better yet, like, let's not take like walk through the physical public square. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to go on the internet and social media, and I'm going to, I'm going to put my mostly naked body on full display. Portraying your body and presenting it to the world in that way is saying that it isn't precious or valuable because it's available to anyone and everyone to visually consume. Again, like I can, I can hear the arguments like, whoa, 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 Jennifer, just because, you know, girls should be allowed to wear or not wear whatever they want without being judged or without being looked at. Just because they're dressed in a provocative manner doesn't mean they want to be treated like they're dressed in a provocative manner or doesn't mean they want attention. Just because they're dressed that way, it doesn't mean they want attention. Like you're just, you're just shaming them, et cetera, et cetera. Like I can hear those arguments, but is that, are those really honest arguments? 
that they don't want to be treated in a provocative manner and they don't want attention from the way that they're dressed. Like, is that an honest argument? Like, I don't think that it is. I mean, can we be truthful? I mean, again, I have been a girl at this age um, and dressed in more revealing ways than I probably should have been. And I can 100% confirm it was for some sort of attention. It was because I wanted to look hip and cool to the other girls. It was because I wanted to fit in. It was because I wanted to be noticed by boys. Like I wanted attention and affection and I wanted to be loved. I mean, that's not super easy to say, and it's definitely humbling to admit, but again, I think we have to be able to have an honest conversation about what is going on here. Um, I mean, don't we often as humans, and I would say, especially as young humans, but it doesn't really matter because it's at any age, but don't we often as humans equate attention as affection and maybe even love? I want want to say this again. Don't we often as humans equate attention as being affection? I mean, even if that attention is not good, even if it's strictly for your physicality and what you look like. Even if that attention is toxic and, and again, like just bad for us, like we can still equate that attention as to something that is, that is, that is good. I mean, it, it, it releases a, a little dopamine, right? So, you know, then you start to kind of crave this attention. And if you think about the age group of that I'm talking about here, like 12, again, 12 to 16, like, again, having been there and having daughters as well, like how they dress their body on the outside is very often a reflection of what is happening on the inside. And I think this is true for adults too, but you know, if you think about, again, at this certain, this particular age group, I mean, they, they are, they do have insecurities. Their, their bodies are changing. Like it's crazy. It's wild, right? Like their bodies are changing. Like things are happening. Like hormones are everywhere. Like their brains are exploding because they're growing and developing. Like it's just not far fetched to say like when a girl dresses her body and next to nothing, she's saying, I kind of feel insecure. Um, maybe please look at my body. It's something, you know, it's something that when I expose it, I get attention and this attention kind of makes me feel good and maybe even confidence. Like, please just please look at me. So that's where I think this argument of, you know, they don't want attention is, is somewhat disingenuous. Like I, I would disagree with that. I'm not saying it's the case like every single time. And, um, I'm obviously not, um, condoning like any action taken upon someone because they're just a certain way. Like that's not it at all, but I'm just saying, like, I think we have to be, honest and truthful that, you know, sometimes these things are happening and these clothes are being worn or not worn because they want attention. They do want attention. They might not understand that that attention is toxic. Okay. That's what I think they might not, you know, be able to comprehend or understand is that that attention is actually toxic. But I do think that it's disingenuous to say like, oh, they don't, they don't ever want any kind of attention. So, um, and I think that it's, it's possible that they're not just simply displaying their body there, but they are displaying their, their insecurities. And but, but the lie that we're told, the lie that we're told, and I think the lie that these girls are told, which again, is something else that needs to be undone is that, that, you know, when you show your body, it's, it's not, it's not, um, it's not, you're not insecure. It's, it's actually body positivity and female empowerment. Like showing your body to the world like this is, is, and getting attention for it. Like this is body positivity. You know, you're an empowered female and you, know, you can go out into the world and just, you know, display your flesh for all to see. <laughs> I think that's a lie. I mean, that's just a lie and it's toxic to, um, to females of any age. So, I mean, while I have like been there myself in terms of like, you know, have been a, a teenage girl, um, preteen girl, um, I, I was never a teenage girl going through all of this alongside social media, um, or the internet. I mean, <laughs> 
that is just a whole other layer that really, you know, I, I mean, my generation of adults and of parents, like, you know, I think we, I have a really good grasp on social media um, because, you know, as I was introduced to it at a, as a young adult, but as far as, you know, growing up with it, um, I didn't have that. So um, I, I think I can understand it uh, a little bit, but, you know, I didn't have it at that age. And, um, you know, the instant gratification that social media gives the young brain, I mean, social media spikes dopamine. Okay. So getting attention on social media is addictive. Um, I mean, there's studies that prove this. So, and what's one big way to get attention on social media? Well, you can show a little or show a lot of skin. Like that'll definitely get you attention. attention. And again, not to mention like how porn can tie into all of this. Um, and it is just so, so damaging. So, um, you know, wanting to admit it or not, you know, dressing provocatively can can absolutely be kind of a gateway to further, um, you know, further sexual activity or, you know, um, further immodesty. So, you know, if you think about this attention and these dopamine hits, like, you know, you're, you're dressed provocatively, you get attention. So that releases dopamine, you get compliments. That's more dopamine. This cycle kind of starts building. And I'm not saying this happens every single time. I'm not saying, you know, this happens to every single girl. Um, but I'm just saying, can we admit that there's kind of a cycle of, of attention, dopamine, and maybe escalating beyond to a place where, um, it, it's toxic. I mean, and, you know, um, I think, you know, you, you probably, again, with just pop culture and social media, it's, it's, it's way more fun to ask, like, you know, well, what the Kardashians do? Like, how do, how do I get more attention? Like, how do I become like them, you know? And, you know, looking at them for the example, it's way more fun to ask, right? Than, than like, what would Christ do? And that, that kind of brings me to the, the whole purity culture um, piece of it, you know, which I think purity culture, these are my opinions on purity culture. I know, like, you know, maybe different churches taught different things and, you know, everyone kind of experienced it differently, but um, you know, to me, purity culture is kind of like, AKA like naked human bodies and sex are shameful. Like, don't be thinking about them. Don't be looking at them. Like, you know, um, and I don't think the purity message was perfect, but I do think the world could use potentially a lot more purity than it could debauchery at this point. So, um, it just seems like we have an entire generation of, of people who have kind of like tossed out the idea of purity altogether. Like it's, it's not even an option, like abstinence. It's just, why are we don't teach that anymore? Like, it's, again, it's not even like an option on the list. The assumption is that we will be revealing our bodies and we will be being sexual. Um, you know, like those are the only options. So, um, and I think that that's terrible. I mean, I think instead of saying, you know, maybe purity culture got some, got some things wrong, we, we need to redeem its faults and, and make some corrections, um, and, and maybe teach it in a different way. Um, you know, instead there's throwing it out altogether. And, you know, I think personally where purity culture has gone wrong for some folks is that it, it does can create, um, some shame instead of feelings of maybe confidence or even grace rather than normalizing sexuality and equipping, equipping youth for sexual feelings and experiences. I think it focuses a lot on like, don't do this. Don't do this because it's wrong. Don't show your body. Don't have sex. Like, don't do this because it's wrong. You have to wait. You have to wait. You have to wait. And I think, you know, a lot of youth kind of walk away from that, believing that their bodies and feelings are shameful or immoral. And it's just a lot of baggage to carry around. So I think, you know, again, I think we have a, a, a whole generation that's kind of rebelling against that teaching. And, you know, I wonder if the message would just spend more time on on why uh, you want to treat your body in this way and why you want to be modest and why you want to be careful and um, why you want to wait. And it's because you're precious. 
you know, and, and where it is appropriate is within marriage and, and that, yes, it's good. Like, you know, sharing your body with someone is, is good. It's, it's, it's God approved and, and God ordained in the right context. And purity culture, I think can kind of be guilty of the same thing as sec secular culture. It doesn't necessarily talk enough. Again, my, in my opinion, it doesn't talk enough about the sacredness, spirituality, and the power of our bodies and sex. I think purity culture kind of says like, you know, showing your body is bad. Secular culture says showing your body is good. And, you know, they're kind of both on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And the problem is, is that both are just focusing on the physical realm and both are right, depending on the context, like showing your body is bad in the wrong context and showing your body is good in the right context. So again, I think maybe too many kids have just walked out of churches with negative beliefs about their bodies rather than assuring ones. And they don't, maybe don't fully grasp either the concept behind our body being a temple and what that really means and why it's so important. Um, you know, therefore I think purity culture can kind of miss the mark on effectively teaching why, when, and where your body is a, a really good thing to share with someone else um, when it's appropriate. And, and that sharing is even, you know, again, God designed and God ordained, something that should be celebrated. Um, it's so good. It's so powerful that you need to respect it and protect it, you know, and your body belongs to Christ and is not your own. So um, again, like chasing of dopamine, rebellion against purity culture. I'm, obviously this hasn't just impacted girls. I mean, they're, boys are victims of this as well. But, you know, we think about boys and girls and kind of the the standards of modesty, like, are they equal, culturally speaking? You know, and I would say, no, you know, no, they're not culturally um, equal at this point. I mean, you know, um, let's think about the phrase, um, my body, my choice. Like, what is that? Who is that phrase designed for? Who is it geared towards? The female body, right? Her body, her choice. I mean, Women hear this message like daily and we've heard it daily for years upon years now. And while this phrase isn't related to modesty per se, it does shout, I think, a message to women about the perceived importance of their bodies. I mean, I think this singular phrase has done so much damage to both girls and boys um, and society. But I think one reason why is because it elevates the female mind and the female body above all else, above all else. The phrase, my body, my choice, elevates the female mind and body above all else, including the male mind and body. So there really isn't this idea of equality. It's that, well, the female body is more important here. So using the example from body shaming from above, I mean, if I was, again, if I was to critique what a girl is wearing, um, I'm chastised for body shaming. Do you, do you see that with males? Like, I don't feel like we really see that with males. If I was critical of what a boy was wearing, it would be probably well-received um, or unnoticed or, you know, even considered funny. Like, I don't know. It wouldn't be, I don't feel like a big deal. Um, we expect males to be, should be able to withstand critique from females. Like we should be able to critique them. They should be able to critique each other, um, but not females. You cannot critique what a female is wearing. So thanks to feminism, I'd say and intersectionality, girls are often considered above reproach. Like they can do no wrong. They can do no wrong. So it's just, it's just interesting to me that we have an expectation of um, males that, you know, they can handle critique, but women or girls cannot. Um, 
and that one is body shaming and, and, and one is totally fine and acceptable. It's, it's just, it's, it's also really interesting to me to note that we don't usually see boys walking around public spaces wearing nothing but what would equate to underwear, but young girls do it all the time. Like, why is that? Like, I really, I, mean, I want to know why, like, why don't boys feel the need to do this? Why don't they feel the need to dress that way? that girls do. Um, I also want to know like why parents allow their girls to dress this way. Like I really do. Like if you're a parent and you let your daughter wear whatever you want her, she wants, even if you think maybe it's, it's inappropriate, why do you let her do that? I really would like to know. Um, so if you're a parent who has a daughter who maybe you think she dresses them modestly and you're okay with it, but you're okay with it. Like why, why? I want to know why. Um, you know, just going back to us attending the fair, I didn't see one single boy walking around without a shirt on or wearing pants so tight that his genitals were visible. I didn't see that, but I saw many girls with tops so tight and so low. They're like, I mean, they're literally busting out they're like one carnival right away from a nip slip. I mean, and their shorts were so short that their cheeks are hanging out. Like if, if they drop something on the ground, I've been over to pick it up. Like Everything is out there for all to see. And yes, you can, you can continue to, to tell everyone like, well, you shouldn't be looking, divert your eyes, divert your eyes. Again, you can do that, but you can only do that after you've already seen something because you don't know to look away until you know to look away. Right. So, I mean, we want to pretend that these girls are just simply empowered, like go feminism to show their bodies because they felt like it. But I mean, is that really the case? Like, could it be that these girls were actually lustful? themselves. And so what if they were like, again, thanks to modern feminism, like, isn't it fine and accept acceptable for them to be lustful? I mean, our modern culture would say like, it's totally fine. It's totally fine for these girls to show these body to show their bodies and, you know, to maybe be lustful. And, and, but the boys, just because the girls do that doesn't give, you know, the boys need to control themselves. Is that not a double standard? I mean, the boys are expected to be responsible for their eyeballs and for their actions. Why can't women be expected to be responsible for their bodies and their actions too? Like what happened to this, this equality that we said that we wanted? I mean, it's her body, her choice, right? So everybody else can just deal with it, I guess. You cannot tell me with a straight face that none of these girls with the way that they were dressed were seeking a male gaze that they weren't seeking a male gaze, that they weren't lusting after some attention, that they weren't dressing provocatively in order to be seen as attractive or hot. Like we demand that men and boys control their vision, control their lust. And we insist that boys and girls are equal, but doesn't it, it seems like we like to pretend that like girls can't handle critique because it we're off, we're immediately guilted into saying that it's shaming. Um, and that we, we, we act like girls can't have any self-control or they shouldn't have to have any self-control or we act like they're, they can't be lustful themselves while applying all of those assumptions to boys, all those standards and assumptions to boys. Like what if both, like, why can't we, like, what if both were held responsible for their intentions, actions, and what they were, what they wear. So again, it's interesting because I think with modern feminism and the sexual revolution. It's, it's like girls and boys basically traded places. You know, boys are expected to now to be chased despite of the actions of girls, but girls are emboldened to embrace and exploit their sexuality. And the irony is that, you know, failed females, you know, were encouraged to be more like males while at the same time, insisting that males were evil, thus they should be more like females. Like 
do you not, I mean, it's just it's circular logic and it's just a flip-flop. And so instead of equality, we've just kind of, you know, kind of turned things inside out, if you will. Again, I know that some people will literally hate all of this. And the reason I know that is because people have told me that they hate it. So um, I just, I, so I just, I want to, I want to point something out one more time in case you missed it. So if you're someone who's really upset about this message or like, you shouldn't be talking about this and um, you're going to hurt people's feelings. Like if you're one of those people, like, I just want to point something out one more time, one more time. The age group that I'm talking about is 12 to 16. So we're talking about middle school and high school girls. These are children in a crowd of hundreds. I didn't notice any women aged 20 or over dressed as scantily as I did this young age group. And it was very noticeable. I think it's worth the pause to stop and ask why this young age group feels the need to expose so much of themselves and feels comfortable doing it, to expose so much of themselves for public consumption. I think it's worth just taking a minute and trying to have an honest conversation. I mean, because I'm not here, I, I'm not judging the hearts of these girls. I, I, I do think that we should apply the same standards to um, to both boys and girls, but I'm not here to judge their hearts. Like, again, like I, I get it. Um, being being a teenager is hard. <laughs> and but my heart, so my heart goes out to them. You know, it, just, it made me sad to really see so much of their flesh made available to anyone that had eyeballs. I mean, that it, it really did make me sad. So, um, you know, I really want to end this on a, you know, a hopeful and hopefully helpful note. Um, you know, how, what can we do? Like, what can we do as parents? What can we do as, as, as people for these young girls? And, you know, as a mom of two girls, this is what I try to do. I think, you know, first and foremost, pray for them. You know, prayer isn't the least we can do. It's, it's the most powerful thing we can do. Like pray for their protection and for their mental and spiritual health, you know, pray for them to find worth and meaning, um, you know, outside of their physical body, you know, pray for them to treat their body as a temple, pray for them to understand that they don't need to expose their body for likes or for praise or for anyone else's gaze. You know, and as parents love them and give them attention, like ultimately that's really, I think what, what 99% of this problem is, is that, you know, they want attention. And, um, you know, even if they act like mom and dad are totally lame, like mom and dad, you are the most influential people in these kids' lives, you know, and, and dads, you have to be involved in your daughter's life, you know, notice her, see her, compliment her, treat her well. Lastly, establish rules and boundaries. I mean, especially around social media and devices. Like, yes, I think that parents are the most influential people in kids' lives, but obviously social media is, and the internet is something that is obviously um, very challenging for kids to navigate um, and is, you know, detrimental to their mental health. So um, not to mention the access to pornographic content, which I think is a piece of this puzzle um, that drives some of this, again, um, desire to be noticed and to, um, look and act a certain way. So, um, you know, I would encourage all of us, you know, whether you're a young girl or otherwise, but you know, all of us to remember that our body is temporary and it's not the most important thing about us. You know, we are not merely physical creatures, our mental, emotional, and most importantly, spiritual being is really what sets us apart from the rest of creation. And we don't experience the world just physically. I mean, we experience it, we experience it emotionally, mentally, and spiritually all at the same time. You know, the world tries to convince us that the physical realm and the pleasures, the physical pleasures are what matter the most. 
And that's really, that's, which is why there's so much focus, I think, on the body. And the body is good and it's wonderfully and fearfully made, but it's not the only thing about us because it will return to dust. Okay, guys, that's what I have for this um, segment, for this post, for this video. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts and comments. Um, you know, your thoughts and comments really help me have a expanded perspective and stretch, you know, my thinking as well. And I love to hear what you have to say. So, all right. Thanks guys. This was fun.